This is the Get Greater podcast, maximising finances for university students, thanks to the University of Newcastle and Greater Bank. This is the Get Greater podcast. General advice in this podcast has been prepared without considering your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any advice, consider its appropriateness. Consider the relevant disclosure documents, which include the product disclosure statement, PDS, for any financial products, and seek advice from a licensed financial advisor to decide what is right for you. Whilst we cannot give you any specific advice, here are some examples that may help you gain a better understanding of banking so you can make better financial choices. Hello and welcome to this Get Greater podcast, a podcast discussing all things finance. My name is Paul and I'm joined today with my two co-hosts from the University of Newcastle Finance Academy, Eamon and Blake. Good to be with you, Paul. Yes, great. Rightio. So today we're going to be discussing the increasingly important topic of cyber crimes and scams. So let's kick us off here and we're going to just do a basic introduction of what is cyber crime and online scams. Yeah, so cyber crimes and online scams are something that has been increasing over time and they are a criminal offence where an individual uses technological means to commit a crime. This includes fraud, theft of identity, accumulation of personal information and selling that off or just theft, stealing money straight up. The increasing use of technology for everyday finances such as online banking and online shopping means that the risk of cybercrime and online scams is becoming an increasingly problematic issue. In May of 2021, it was reported by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, which is the ACCC, through their Scamwatch website that just under $30 million was lost. Just to be clear, that was in one month alone. While it would be unnecessary to completely reject the use of technology altogether when managing finances, it is extremely important to be vigilant online. Yeah, so as we can hear, cybercrime and scams are becoming a really important drain on the Australian economy. So what are some of the different types of cybercrimes and scams? Yeah, so online scams can take a variety of different forms. Some people have never heard of, while others are a bit more knowledgeable. So, one of the common scams are phishing scams. Now, I'm not talking about going down to the beach with your rod. These are attempts by scammers which they attempt to trick people into giving their personal information such as bank account numbers, passwords and credit card numbers. Generally, phishing scams are made to look like real companies and they'll encourage you to click on a link and give your personal details. Once they get these details, they'll carry out fraudulent activities such as using your credit card. Some of these phishing scams come in the form of winning a prize or a notification that your account has been hacked and it requires you to put in your details. The methods for which scammers will try and get your personal details is expanding and ever-changing, so you always have to be on the lookout. Some other methods include computer hacking, identity fraud, and dating slash romance scams. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the way in which hackers steal your personal information is ever-growing, so it's always important to be on the lookout, as you said. It's also important to help guide our parents and grandparents who are statistically more likely to fall victim to these cyber crimes and scams. While they had the responsibility of helping to raise us, it should be our responsibility to make sure that they're safe online. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Eamon. And I think it is really important to make sure you keep an eye out for, especially your grandparents who haven't grown up 
on the technology and a lot of the scams are becoming more sophisticated so it's really difficult from someone who hasn't got the knowledge to tell the difference so talking about scams has anyone here fallen victim to a scam or some scams that they've seen actually occur yeah i've had some scams where people have called me and it's usually by like a robot or some sort of computerized voice and they're telling me that I'm going to be arrested if I don't give my information up or something quite dramatic and they try to scare people into thinking that if they don't do what these people are asking something bad is going to happen but as long as you are wary most of the time you can identify these scams. Yeah there's a recent one that I heard of and it's by means of text or email and they try and get you to download an app and once you've downloaded the app the app will actually mirror everything you do on your phone so if you perform your online banking or online shopping on your phone and your details on your phone are mirrored then they're able to access all your personal information and that's a really scary thing other methods have been emails sent to me as you said robotic calls these are all ways in which i've i've personally been contacted and and you've just got to be vigilant and sometimes it, it comes as an automatic response now you answer the phone it's a robotic voice you know it's a scam you hang up straight away yeah and it's certainly as Eamon has suggested that one there with the app a lot more sophisticated than the romance scam of the Prince of Nigeria needing a flight from Abuja or something like that. The ones I've been getting a lot recently are the text messages claiming that a package has been delayed or has been damaged yeah, or I've lost. Yeah, I've been getting those ones as well, actually, yeah. And, you know, and it says click on the link here. Now, I know I haven't ordered a package, so I don't bother with that. But you can imagine... You know, if they're sending those messages out to millions of people across Australia, there's a very big chance that someone... someone will click. Yeah, and, yeah, but there's also a big chance that someone they get has actually boarded a package. And so, really important to stay vigilant on all those types of things because they're becoming more and more sophisticated. Rate and review us. It doesn't cost a cent. Do it now, wherever you listen. Leading on to our next topic, and it's just to see how do we tell the difference between if something is legitimate or possibly an online scam. Yeah, so there are a few indicators that a text message, email, a link sent to you is going to be an online scam. Generally, a rule of thumb that I like to use is that if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. And I think that's something that's really important. Other things to look out for when we come across potential scams or even when we're putting our personal information into a website is to look for the lock symbol at the top of the browser. So this is located near the website address. And if there's a little lock there, that means that the website that you're using is safe and legitimate and therefore you can put your details in. Other things to look out for in a potential cybercrime and scam include grammatical errors or poor spelling. Sometimes a lot of these are sent by people internationally and obviously that creates difficulties when trying to find the perpetrator of the online scam. If you are still unsure, the best method is to contact the company directly without giving any personal information to the links provided online. Yeah, very important that last point is, and I think that's one that if you are genuinely unsure ring the supposed provider whether it be Westpac or one of your banks whether it be Telstra or one of the communications companies or a government agency ring them because if you do actually need to pay something and provide some details anyone you ring at those sites will be able to tell you whether that is true or not and make sure you use those facilities those people will be very helpful for you so 
in the unfortunate event that you do fall victim to a cybercrime, where is somewhere you can go? Yeah, so if you do fall victim, I would say the best place you can go to is your bank. Your bank will help you recover the funds that you've lost due to the scam and it will also help track the perpetrator by seeing where the like the flow of cash has gone so other places to contact are the australian competition and consumer commission which is the ACCC, through their site scam watch which provides a simple step-by-step guide to reporting the incident scam watch will then conduct an investigation into the cybercrime and try and help recover your money and catch the perpetrator additionally Contacting the police may be a viable option to track down the perpetrator, although these things are definitely something that may be outside the police's scope. Yeah, obviously, if it's something very major and something very personal, that the police is a possible option there. Especially if it's come from overseas. The police can generally not really do much about that. But the ACCC ScamWatch site is really good, especially if you get something from a website or you're going onto a website and you're not sure. ScamWatch has a great list of sites which are genuine no-goes. Save a stamp. Drop us an email to tell us what you want to learn about your finances. Finance Academy at newcastle.edu.au What are some possible ways we can be more safer online? Well, one of the simplest and most effective ways is just to create a good password. So generally, when you sign up to a website, the company will require you to create a password that has an uppercase letter, a lowercase letter, a number, and sometimes a symbol. That's a really effective way to prevent being hacked online, although it can be frustrating sometimes keeping track of a number of passwords. And leading on from that, it's important that you do have a number of different passwords. If you only use one password for every site, then you're leaving yourself exposed. If someone recovers the password of one account, then they potentially have access to all your personal accounts. Also, don't use your first or last name, your address or birthday, because this is all information that's uh, really easy to find and therefore easy to hack your accounts. Additionally, using secure websites is another way to be safe online. This is generally ensured by using sites with HTTPS as opposed to HTTP. The S stands for secure, meaning the website is safe. Be vigilant, never throw yourself at an offer. Also, check and be careful. Yes, some great tips there. So finally today, what are some key takeaways from both of you that you think is really important when it comes to online safety? Yeah, so with online scams, sometimes they can be very tricky to identify. Just being being aware of certain scams is probably the best way to identify when you are being scammed a lot of the times you can identify those really easy ones such as the prizes or such as like when notifications come up but there are a little bit more tricky ones such as the phishing links and they do require a bit more like of an investigation to find out if it's actually a scam so just be wary of what you're doing online and it is very important to have a secure password and make sure you're not having the same password for every single account. I guess my tip is to make sure that you're looking out for the oldies, your parents and grandparents, because they weren't brought up using technology and statistically they are more likely to fall victim to these cyber crimes and scams. And I guess my second tip is to keep in mind that if it is 
too good to be true than it usually is. Those tips will hold people in good stead. Yes, another one I like to use is that if it seems a bit fishy, it's probably a phishing scam. So there you go. There's one for everyone to keep in mind. So thank you today. Thanks to Blake. Thanks to Eamon. That's thank you. And overall, thank you for listening today to this Get Greater podcast series where we hopefully can help you with your financial literacy. Make sure you tune in to all the other podcasts in the series and hopefully we can give you some great tips to help improve your overall financial literacy. This is the Get Greater podcast. If you like this podcast, invest in listening to our others. There's a lot more to learn.